Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTTT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored, all-volunteer-powered rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Jenny Burgard. She's a Chicago native, a world traveler, and now a Tucson business owner and artist. After years of teaching, Jenny pursued a career in tattooing and now operates and owns Lonely Angel Studio in downtown Tucson. We're going to learn about her journey around the globe and from teacher to tattooer in just a few minutes. Today is February 18th, 2024. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android using our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. And then if you want to interact with us here on the show, then Facebook and Instagram are the best ways to do that. And if you want more information about us, our book, or some of the past episodes, you can head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. And uh, as always, we remind you that uh, the podcast is available all over the place, like uh, Spotify and iTunes. And in the very near future, I hope, uh, we're going to be launching our YouTube channel with uh, some of the uh, video versions of these interviews we've been doing. Not all of them, but certainly we've got uh, a few ready to go. We just got to get this thing uh, launched. So be on the lookout for that. And we'd certainly love your uh, support and, and sharing that. Well, we're going to jump into our interview today because it's a little bit longer than normal, but it's just so fun and engaging. It's uh, Jenny Burgard. She's the uh, owner of Lonely Angel Tattoo in, in downtown Tucson. Uh, she, her story is just really fun. I'll let you, I'll let her tell it. But she's just done quite a bit, and as a young entrepreneur, she's had a lot of life experience as well as opening her own business. So we sat down with her inside of the Tucson Gallery Studios. Um, a couple, about a week or so ago, and kind of got the story of, of how she came to Tucson, how she came to tattooing, and what the future might hold for Jenny Burkhardt of Lonely Angel. <laughs> All right, so we're here with Jenny Burgard. She is the, uh, the owner and proprietor of <laughs> Lonely Angel Tattoo, and we have had many artists on our show before. We've never had a tattoo artist. Oh, great. Okay. So... And uh, first of all, Lonely Angel, mm-hmm. where does that come from? That sounds so sad. Sad? I don't know. It's It came from a song. I didn't, I'm really bad at naming things, but my boyfriend and I were on a really long road trip through like the swamps of Florida and some song came on and honestly, I can't even tell you the name of it, but there, it was like a line in there, like the Lonely Angel, something, something, something. And he's like, that's a good name for a tattoo shop. And I was like... Yeah. Well, they never have happy names like that. This is, <laughs> this is the unicorn show. It's the, yeah, the unicorns. It's like black rose. And a little bit more dark. like gothic, I guess. But so, yeah, the more I wear it, the more it fits, I think. And how did you get into into this art? Because you, this is you're, you've been doing it for how long now? Um, about three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and this was, I think you told me it was a COVID. Yeah, thing? it was a COVID transition. So prior to COVID, I was teaching English for about six years. It, it, what, 
Uh, like what level? Um, pretty much every level. So I was doing English teaching, so ESL, and I would teach everything from preschool to adults um, and then just kind of travel from country to country. So it was a really, I love that. That was my first job. I thought I would do it forever. Um, so, so you were teaching English and you were, how many countries did you? Um, I've been to over 30 countries. Holy smokes. I've taught in about seven or eight, I would say. I'd have to count. Okay. Yeah. A, so you are, are, you are an itinerant at heart. You like to be traveling. Yeah, definitely. A little okay. bit of a nomad. But yeah. Tucson's the longest I've stayed anywhere what, since what, I was a kid. What brought you here then? Hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're doing the story backwards. But um, I don't know. It was one of those places like someone was like, I think you'd like it because of COVID. I didn't really want to be in big cities anymore and I couldn't teach and travel. So I was kind of looking at places in the U.S. to stay and um, something about Tucson just drew me here. Where were you right before Tucson? Alaska. Okay. So yeah, it just, it seems very natural to go from Alaska to Tucson. <laughs> yeah, that's, from the cold to the hot. That's pretty much normal. So you moved mm -hmm. here and were you, were you doing uh, tattoo work prior to coming to Tucson? No, it was really something that, I mean, when I was teaching, I never considered myself an artist. Like it was always something I did on the side for fun, um, for a hobby, you know, in your free time where you're kind of lonely in a new country and you have, you know, no one you know yet and stuff. But I never labeled myself as an artist or really thought much of my work or never, ever, ever anticipated having a career in art, let alone tattooing. Um, so, so were you, you were doing art though. You were, you were an artist of sorts. You were, were you painting? Were you drawing? Yeah, I was just drawing for fun. Um, I, so I studied history in college and education and art was something I hadn't touched since like elementary school. But when, you know, you start traveling and living abroad and, um, you know, you have a lot of downtime, so you need yeah. hobbies. And, um, like I said, especially when you're in a country and you don't know anyone yet, you know, you're. You're looking for stuff to do. And art was always something that was like a really nice kind of meditative thing for me. Um, I like doing it to, you know, draw gifts for people and decorate empty, tiny apartments that I'd be living. What was like your inspiration? Was it where did you have something like just internally or was it external, like whatever country you're in that sort of changed and influenced what you were doing? Yeah, definitely that. I think at first it was more just like for the fun of it. Um, and I just have sketchbooks and sketchbooks of like, oh, I was sitting in this park and I drew this, you know, monument or something. Because you remember it a lot more clear when, you know, you could take a photo of a monument, but I'll look through my photos and I'll be like, I don't even know where that was. But if you sit there for like an hour and draw it, you remember in detail. Oh, wow. Um, so it's always just kind of like a fun little thing for me. Um, so when you go down memory lane, you, you just go through like your sketchbook and yeah, exactly. <laughs> some, people, some people take selfies and they have it on your phone. You're like, no, mm -hmm. I just sketch this. Yeah. I have do dozens of little tiny sketchbooks and sometimes like the art's not even good, but it's meaningful to me just cause I was like, oh yeah, that was a place I'd lived or something like that. Fantastic. Yeah. So then you're, the, you, you're teaching, you're teaching the world English, you're traveling, mm -hmm. clearly the world shuts down. Um, and you decide it's time for a, a change and, and. I, I don't think of myself as an artist, so I'm going to do it on people's bodies. Is that, is that how this? I mean, kind of, I guess. <laughs> it's a big jump to it. Like, it happened so gradually. Um, but yeah, like, it took a lot of steps to get here for sure. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I'm just teasing on that, but I, <laughs> I, I know you, 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 uh, you made that transition. But what, what mm -hmm. drew you to, to ta the tattooing? Like, what, what was that? element that was different than maybe just being in drawing or painting? Mm -hmm. Well, like 
I love teaching so much. Like I'd done it for so long and I had planned to do what I think for my career for my life. Um, and what I loved about it was that like personal aspect of, you know, you're, you're the teacher in a classroom and you have students in front of you. And that's like an automatic like conduit for amazing relationships. Like people are vulnerable with you. They open up, they're learning a new language and you're able to kind of, you know, get to know them and get to know their lives a little bit and their stories. Um, and that was, I think when I was thought about why do I love teaching English so much besides just like the weird grammar and the nitty gritty of the language and all that stuff, that was the biggest reason mm. why. And I couldn't imagine a career that I was like, that I would love as much as that. And I didn't want to, like, it was so hard to try to compromise to think like when I, I mean, COVID hit and we didn't know like what was going to happen. It was changing the whole landscape of like ESL teaching. Everyone was moving online. I tried teaching online, but I hated it. Um, it just kind of took away that personal mm -hmm, aspect. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think like, what's next for me? Um, so then you, I mean, you get into it and I guess, and I hadn't really thought of it, but when you are uh, a tattoo artist, it's, it's a very, um, personal, it's a, it's a very communicative skill. Mm, Where, exactly. Whereas you're an artist, a lot of times you're just within yourself and you're creating something, mm -hmm. but now you're, you're executing other people's visions sometimes and, yeah. and trying to interpret what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what appealed to me about tattooing was the fact that like you can draw a beautiful painting and there, that's so personal to you. And that's something that I love about art, but the the side of it that's like so much more dynamic is when you share it with somebody and they're like I have no idea why you drew this but I connect with it from my own perspective mm -hmm. and then they tell you why and it's like that same kind of like conduit for you to be able to learn a little bit about somebody and very like interpersonal and tattooing's that to like the hundredth degree because someone has to sit in your chair want your art on their body forever to change the way they look. They have to be vulnerable and in pain and really uncomfortable for a long period of time with you. And then, you know, they're giving you something important to them. A lot of times, like this is the image that, you know, it means something to me for whatever reason. And, and they share that with you mm. when they're sitting there. And it's like, it's just a really, I think, wonderful way to connect with people. And do it, art at the same time. Do you find yourself becoming like a therapist for them while they're, Sometimes, they're yeah. talking through this, why, why I'm getting this change? Yeah. This and, <laughs> I'm not and, a licensed and, therapist, yeah. but we do talk yeah, about yeah, tattoo right. therapy. <laughs> All you need is like a nice moment to just yeah. vent about whatever. Yeah. And, and do you have, um, you know, I mean, looking, uh, you don't have many tattoos yourself. Is mm -hmm. that? No. When I first started learning to tattoo, when I did my apprenticeship, I had just one and you, it was like, nobody thought I had any, they would come to the shop and be like, can I talk to an artist, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Do you, is there a reason why you don't, or is it just not um, your style? I, it's just like, I was never in the tattoo culture teaching English as well. Like I would go to countries like Japan and Asia and stuff where they're a little bit more sensitive about your professional appearance. And so it wasn't on my radar, like that I wanted to be tatted up for mm -hmm. a while. And then my family as well, they're super, um, just not connected to the tattoo scene at all. So, um, yeah, it was never something that I had like dove into before. Um, but then once I started doing it and I'm like, of course I need to have the experience more times to know what I'm doing with my clients. Mm -hmm. So I would get some more. And so I'm working my way there, 
but I'm picky. There's a lot of artists I want to travel and go see and get tattoos from. There's that travel again. Yeah. <laughs> There's that travel again. So mm-hmm. now, and this is what kind of prompted this interview. I was, I don't know why I was surprised, but I was surprised to learn that it's common for artists then to travel and maybe work in a different city for a period of time. Yeah, it's definitely doable. Um, I do guest spots pretty often a couple of year, or I should say like I'm getting into it. I, I did a couple last year. <laughs> um but that's, I think, another part of the industry that appeals to me a lot is that, you know, it doesn't take a lot of equipment. You pack up your suitcase and you can go a lot of different cities and places. Jenny Burkhardt with uh, Lonely Angel Tattoo is our guest today on Life Alone Streetcar. We'll be back to the second half of that interview in just a moment. But I want to remind you that you're listening to us on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and streaming on Downtown Radio Tucson. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. And speaking of Tucson Gallery, we're actually applying uh, back our interview with Jenny Burgard of Lonely Angel Tattoos. We recorded that in the studio uh, at the gallery that's set up for uh, the Meet the Artist series, which you can find out on, on their website, uh, the TucsonGallery.com. Uh, but let's get back into this, uh, this story we're sharing with uh, Jenny Burgard. She is a Chicago native. She came to Tucson through many different cities around the globe opened her own business and uh, is now doing a running a successful tattoo shop and, and studio in downtown called Lonely Angel. Uh, we've got a little bit about, about her backstory, and we're going to hear more about her travels and what the future might hold for uh, Jenny Burgard. And then from, from a business standpoint, and again, this is me, I, I don't have tattoos. I don't, I'm not in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm learning quite a bit just about how um, how that sort of works through a community. But you don't work for... A shop. I mean, you have your own place. Mm-hmm. That's yes. that seems to me like you. I mean, that that's tough to build a clientele. It's tough to get this audience, and you just you just decided, hey, I'm going to do this, and and it seems to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I'm amazed at it too. <laughs> I think that's like the power of art and doing something with, I guess, good intention. You know, I'm shocked, especially ever since I moved here to proper shops, um, the clientele that's coming to me and the you know, ways I'm able to connect with them and, you know, hear their stories and stuff. And the projects they give me are stuff that they give me because they're like, I want it in your style because it Mm. speaks to me for whatever reason, which is like, like, I'm so honored when people say stuff like that to me. So so they come to you with a vision, but they, they don't want you to copy what they've given you. They want you to make it you. Yeah. mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they, they have the artist that's, I guess the artist makes a difference then as to your style and, and yeah. interpreting their vision. Definitely. That's what's exciting for me, like creatively. And did you open up uh, Lonely Angel right away or did you work for other, uh, another shop here? Before? Yeah. Um, I moved to Arizona after Alaska. I was oyster farming in Alaska and just like figuring things out. And then when I decided I wanted to pursue tattooing, I came here and a shop apprenticed me in town and I worked for them for a year. Okay. Is that a requirement that, that you, I assume it's a requirement that you apprentice. I mean, you're mm-hmm. doing some pretty significant uh, connections with the body. So you, I'm sure you have to have some. Yeah. I mean, well, tattooing's kind of crazy because 
there's no rules. Wow, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's good to so know. So there's people that you'll meet that are like, I'm self-taught. There's people that wow, do I... years of apprenticeship time in a shop. It, but it's not like, you know, you go to beauty school and then you have a license. Like, you know, like there's no rules. Wow. But for me, I really, I love, I'm a former teacher. So I love having kind of like being in a, a classroom, so to speak, yeah. or having kind of a formal way of learning. So I wanted to actually work in a shop for a little bit. And, and learn that way. So you build a following here in Tucson. And does that, how does that translate when you maybe go to Chicago or New York? Do you just start all over and, or do you like, do people yeah. know you there or how does that work? Yeah, pretty much like, um, big cities are nice. Cause there's there, it's easy to find people. Um, and social media, I have such a love hate relationship with it, but it's, it's super useful when you travel and you kind of put out little notices like, Hey, I'm at this convention or this guest spot. And then the shop that, um, invites you or hosts you is also just like super key and kind of getting the word out and being like, we have a cool guest artist. Maybe you'd like them. And, and then, you know, you usually get enough clientele for a week. And, and do you see in your travels, is it more of a, uh, you're gravitated towards a bigger community or is there uh, like, if you're in New York, do you say, Oh, I want to go check out Tucson for a while? Or is it everybody kind of wanting to go to the bigger cities? Um, I think for tattooing prices vary a lot based on the city. Okay. So it's more useful for me to go from a small city to a big city because, okay. you know, the hourly rate's a little bit better versus if I say to friends in Chicago, like, hey, you want to come guest spot at my shop in Tucson? Okay, it's fun, but they're not going to be able to make the same they're gonna hourly take a pay, rate. They're going to take a pay cut. Exactly. But they'll have a paid vacation. They'll have a somewhat paid yeah, vacation. Exactly. So that's not bad. So Plus they get to hang out in Tucson in mm -hmm. the middle of the winter when they're knee deep in snow. So exactly. that's not a, not a bad trade off. Have you had people come and guest with you? Not yet, but I'm okay. hoping to kind of get into that in the next year or so. All right. Tough questions, but where, like, what are some of your favorite places? Are they in the United States? Are they overseas? What are some places that when you think back, oh. you're like, man, I got to go. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I've loved every place I've mm -hmm. been, but for different reasons. I know it's a hard question. Yeah. It's, There's it's, definitely cities in the States that I love. Definitely COVID. If it did anything, it, taught me how much in the States we actually have to appreciate because mm -hmm. I spent so much time abroad that I was kind of like, ah, whatever the United States is boring, <laughs> but no, it's not. And even Tucson, like such a small underrated city, but I think it's really magical here. I love it here. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. In fact, if you are missing any of those hidden gems along the urban core, listen to life along the streetcar in downtown radio. <laughs> Absolutely. Find out about all of that stuff. And, and when you're traveling, I, I'm assuming, but again, I don't know that out of country, you can't tattoo necessarily but i mean i would think there's some restrictions on that or or does it matter um same deal i'm looking into that now because i'm hoping to guest spot internationally this year um but yeah different countries have their own regulations it's definitely doable it just requires a little bit of research and then you know tattooing is not quite like teaching english i could pick any country and find work mm -hmm. in a couple weeks but with tattooing, I'm like, I got to research the market, like who's coming for tattoos and mm -hmm. what's the style, how much money are they making? Um, like I was in South America two years ago and I was checking out everybody's ink and I was like, where, you know, like, where'd you get that done? How much did you pay for it? And um, you were that person in the bar. You I was just doing my research, <laughs> you know, just in case. Um, but the what they charge there is like way lower than mm -hmm. what you could make here so it's always like a trade-off of all those different factors and then language barrier which was never a problem with me teaching 
is a little bit more of a okay yeah i guess issue. yeah if you I, I would imagine if you're trying to put something very specific on someone's body that's gonna yeah. be there forever <laughs> the translation of each word probably means mm-hmm. a lot yeah and booking and all that stuff but i mean that's what like visual language is for too so <laughs> maybe it's doable and i've seen it at the shop that you have uh your yours shop within the proper shops you've got you're selling some of your art as well mm-hmm. is, yes. is that common for a tattoo artist or or uh, um I think so. It it depends definitely on like what your goal is as a tattoo artist. There's some people that are like skin is my canvas and I don't even draw on paper. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that, you know, they they're more like me where they started on paper and then they moved to skin. And so um, they're just so completely different mediums. It's like acrylic paint versus pastel crayons or something, you know, tattooing on skin versus drawing on a piece of paper. So I like doing both. And that's that, again, that just not knowing seems a little bit unique to me that because you know, it, it is like a completely different uh, style and, mm-hmm. and, and process. And how have you found the, the community in general? Is it is it welcoming to people that, that enter into to this industry or are they or are they starting to close off like your competition? Um, I would say and again, like I'm not an authority on this because I've only really been in the community for about three years. Mm-hmm. But there's this really interesting kind of American tattoo culture that is coming out of like eras of being like a very underground subculture where they're kind of um, criticized for their tattoos and they're like tough as a result. And nowadays it's so common and popular and the technology as well is so much easier to work with and, and learn, I think, that it's super widespread. And so it's not just kind of like, you know, big, tough guys getting tattoos. It's everybody. Right. Um, and there's a little bit of pushback and, you know, inter- intermingling of these different kind of spheres of art. And especially like as the technology advances and you can do even crazier things and like old school traditional mm. art, which is like an incredible art in and of itself as well. Like it's it's a super dynamic kind of art world right now. Um, even like going to conventions and seeing like all these different styles and, and, and then the artists behind them, it's really fascinating. Technology and tattoos. It's uh, again, it makes perfect sense when you lay it out, but not something that I would have, I would have thought about. And I, I can see that I'm wondering if it's getting even easier to do or less painful to do, or, or is that you're like, no, it's still, <laughs> we're, I don't still know. we're still digging it. You in. know, <laughs> that's why I'm like, I really kind of wish I had gotten one of those old school tattoos by like oh, the yeah, crazy yeah. heavy machines. Cause most of mine are just like very fine line as well. But yeah, technology is interesting in the way I feel like it's coming into the field of tattooing because there's so many things that we still do like the old school way that I'm like, why do we do this? This is like a waste. But and then there's other things that like people are talking about, oh, AI is going to tattoo you and you're going to stick your hand in the machine. And it's just gonna like, there you go. <laughs> and just who I have no idea what the future of it's going to be. I can't even like. get my key made properly at home. Yeah. Depot <laughs> I'm not going to stick my arm in there for a tattoo. Not, yeah. for, not for a while. Not for a while. But I know it's a love hate relationship. But how do people find you? Is it social media? Yeah, for the most part, social media and then um, word of mouth. That's why I love Tucson as well, because it's a small enough community that I would say at least 50 percent of my clients come to me because somebody else told them about it. And on the social media, is it Lonely Angel Tattoo or is it what is Uh, Lonely Angel Tattoos? Tattoos. Okay, Mm -hmm. And Instagram 
and Facebook or just Instagram. And I have a website as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And, uh, you are still taking new clients, I assume while you're still in Tucson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any, any plans to, to leave town anytime soon? Um, I've got a guest spot planned for Miami in April. Oh, nice. And then, like I said, I'm looking to do something in the UK and maybe like Europe sort of later in the year. Well, if, uh, if you're interested in a lonely angel tattoo, it sounds like you might want to react <laughs> a little bit more quickly before she's off uh, into the world. Jenny, I really appreciate your time today. I, I learned quite a bit and I, 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 I'm excited for all of the success that I see in front of you. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. That was Jenny Burgard. She is the owner of Lonely Angel Studio in downtown Tucson. Got to hear her story of how she made it to Tucson and got her career from teaching to to a tattoo artist and a studio and entrepreneur. Really a bright future ahead for her, in my humble opinion. Well, my name is Tom Heath. You're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to thetucsongallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery. All right, so we're uh, approaching the end here of episode number 284, getting closer and closer to that magic 300 perfect bowling score. Um, I'm not sure where that reference came from. Anyway, um, appreciate you hanging with us uh, throughout the day and throughout the years. I've been doing this since uh, 2017 now, um, in our eighth year, I guess it is. Well, seventh year. Yeah, seventh year. So it'll be our seven-year anniversary this October. Um, and this show happens because of you you know we uh we put the call out for stories and you give us people to talk to or or features to showcase hidden gems to highlight and we thank you for that uh in a very near uh upcoming episode it may be next week if not it'll be soon after we're going to talk through how to get more involved if you are interested not just with sharing stories but i've been approached by a couple of individuals that wanted to maybe start a podcast or uh, do a tour, or they just had some thoughts on things that I've been doing and wanted to know if, if uh, I had some advice for them. And uh, my advice was uh, just do it. You know, it's, I had no plan when this started. This was just a, uh, a labor of love, and it's, it's been fun. Um, been very successful for me in a lot of ways, but honestly, it's just been fun. Uh, and, I, I, you know, for me, it wasn't treated as a business. It was treated as a, a passion, and, and that's, that's really how I've operated it for all of these years. But there might be a way for you to get more involved. So if you're looking to maybe start your own show or do something along those lines, uh, we're going to have some opportunities uh, with Life Along the Streetcar if you want. Um, it might not be for everyone and it might be for no one. I don't know. But we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode and getting more involved. But uh, for today, it's Sunday. So stay tuned for Words and Work. Ted Prozelski, he uh, follows us in just a few minutes with uh, interviews from writers and, and members of the labor movement. And then, uh, you know, later on in the day, at top of the hour, we've got Ty Logan, back to music. And then, uh, you know, tomorrow morning, Paleo Dave, back on the airwaves uh, at 7 a.m. to get your uh, your morning your morning uh, going there. And, and I got to tell you, 
I, I think I listen to Dave every day, just just about. If if not every day, it's it, it's at least four days a week, uh, and it's a really good eclectic mix there that he has on uh, the Scrambled Sunrise. Uh, if you have any questions for us, don't hesitate to reach out on our uh, Facebook or Instagram. We have an email, which is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Our website's got all kinds of information about the uh, uh, the past shows and even the book. And um, just a reminder to also head over to downtownradio.org to check out the full lineup of DJs and show hosts throughout the week. And while you're there, hit the, the donate button because we are volunteer-powered and, and those dollars go a long way with us. Well, James Portis is our production specialist. My name is Tom Heath. I'm your host and producer. As always, our opening music is Dillinger Days, courtesy of Ryan Hood. And we're going to leave you today with the uh, music from 1st of October with Rob Scallon, Andrew Wong, and from a 2022 album uh, called Chaos. In honor of our guest today, we're going to be listening to Lonely Angel. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. If I never said you